Hello and welcome to the Value Pricing Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wickersham. I'm a chartered accountant, public speaker, and value pricing expert. In fact, I'm obsessed with value pricing and helping accounting professionals get better prices, being more valuable to their clients, make more money, and of course, have more fun. That's why I've spent over two decades teaching accountants and bookkeepers how to value price their services. These episodes are recordings from my live training sessions where I'll be teaching how to price your services, how to win more clients, and how to run a more profitable accounting firm. Okay, so let's think about what is it that your ideal clients want. And so let's start off with, first of all, understanding, well, what is an ideal client? This is something I talk about a lot. Is something that when I started my accounting firm way back in 1996, I'd never heard of. I thought it was all about getting as many clients as possible. I would take on anybody. And that led to so many problems. We have to be really focused on getting the right clients. And so you need to make sure that you are clear on what is the right client for you? What is the right ideal client? And the more specific you are, the more you narrow down, the more you niche, the more you specialize, the easier life gets. Now, we're not going to talk specifically about ideal clients today. We're going to focus on how to find out what they want But you will need to have a clear idea of what is your ideal client. And you need to put that in writing. And you need to be thinking about some of the characteristics. What sort of industries are they in? What sort of size are they? How long have they been in business? It may be about their personalities. It may be you only like working with people who have similar interests to you, who are perhaps a similar age group to you, whatever it might well be. You need to think about what is your ideal client. Because I see over and over again, firms that are really clear on who they want to work with and who they don't want to work with build more successful accounting firms. Okay, so that's what an ideal client is very simple. It's your definition of what's right for you. Think about your ideal client. And if you're not sure, one of the things you could do is look at your best clients right now. Who are your favorite clients? Who do you love to work with? Which are the ones that you really like to get out of bed in the morning to to go and serve? And once you've identified who are your favorite clients, then think about, well, what sort of things do they have in common? What are the characteristics? Are they in a certain industry, certain size? Do they have a certain mindset, a certain personality? You need to be clear, document it, write it down. And and that's a great pre-qualifier or filtering system when you start meeting people. If you meet people that don't fit into that characteristic, that criteria, you are going to be better off not taking them on. So once we know what our ideal client is, today is all about what do they want? What do they want? And this is really important to, to establish because it helps us in so many ways. It will help us with our marketing It'll help us once we know what our ideal clients want. It will help us with targeting the right people with our marketing and more importantly, having the right messaging. It'll help us with our sales process, with the words that we use, how we how we make sure that we we understand them better and we become more compelling, more appealing to them. And it will also help us to serve them better. So we need to discover this information. This is one of the the core steps in marketing strategy. When I teach marketing strategy, I like to keep things simple. 
And really there's three key steps that we want to go through. Our marketing strategy has these three steps. Number one is, as we've just said, is to be really clear on what is our ideal client. Who do we want to serve? Uh, step two is, once we know that, is step two is what we're talking about today. What do they want? What does the ideal client want? And then step three, which is a topic for another day, once we understand that better, then we want to figure out what does our firm want to look like? What do we want to offer? What service offerings that are going to better meet the needs and the wants of those ideal clients? So today is really about that step two in that process. It's about finding out what people want. So how, how do we go about doing that? And really, there's two parts to this. Firstly, we need to figure out what are the sorts of questions we need to be asking. And then we need to put in place some processes to gather that information. So let's think about what sort of information do we want to gather from people? And then we'll look at the how. How do we do it? So one of the things we need to really understand with our our clients, our ideal clients, this, what we want to understand is we want to understand what are their frustrations? What are the challenges? What are the problems that they're facing? We need to understand that. We need to ask. We need to, we need to figure out what they are. So if, for example, you're building a practice, an accounting firm, and you want to, you want to niche down in perhaps engineering and manufacturing businesses, that's your thing, you love engineering businesses, you love manufacturing businesses, then what are the frustrations that they have in that, in that type of business? What are the frustrations, the challenges, the problems? Because the better you can understand that, you can use that in, for example, your marketing. When you're looking to get more clients of that type, then the more you understand the frustrations, the challenges, the problems, when you build that into your marketing copy, your marketing messages, you're going to be, you're going to grab the attention of more people like that. So that's the starting point. What are their frustrations, challenges, problems? What are the roadblocks, the things that are, that are causing them issues? The second thing you want to think about is what are the things they worry about? What do they fear? What, what keeps them awake at night? And if we can better understand this, really get into the mind of our ideal clients as to what those fears are, what those worries are. It's going to help us with our, our marketing and the way that we serve them to make sure that we take away those worries. If we, if we can give our clients more peace of mind, a greater sense of security, then they're going to get more value from us. It's going to help us build those relationships. It's going to help us to attract more clients. The next thing we want to figure out is what do they want? What do they want now? What are the things that they're looking for? And there's, there's really the two sides to this. There's what do they want in their business? What do they want in their business? What's the things that they're looking for right now? Is it, is it more cash? Are they looking to reduce their costs? Are they working crazy hard? Are they looking to save tax? Are they looking to grow their business? What's particularly important to them? What do they want right now? in their business, but also their people. What about in their life? What are they looking for in life? What do they want? Is it that they want to retire in their early 50s? Do they want to buy a dream home? Do they want to travel around the world? What are the sorts of things that your ideal clients want 
the better we understand that, the better we understand what they want in their business and in their life. Again, we can, it'll help us hugely with the words that we use, the marketing, the copy. How do we attract more of those type of clients by talking about helping them get the things they want in life? And with our existing clients, how can we build services, offerings, solutions to help them get those things? So the ones is, what are they looking for right now? And then we also want to start to understand what are their desires? Thinking more longer term, what is it that they, that they want to achieve? What are, their, what are their goals? What are the outcomes they want? What's their vision? What's their vision for their business? What's their vision for their life? The better you can understand this, understand what their end goals are, the, the more we can, we can help them, work with them, come up with ideas, solutions to help them achieve those desires, their vision, those goals. That's really where we become hugely valuable. If we want to take the value that we create for clients to another level, yes, they get value out of us filling in their tax returns. They get value when we fill in their sales tax returns, when we do their bookkeeping, their annual financial statements. There's, yes, there's value in that. But if we can also help to take them to where they want to get to in life, to to achieve those things that they desire, then we're adding a huge level of value. We want to understand really what are the things that matter to them? What's important to them? We want to understand what are their values? And you'll tend to find that your, your, your favorite clients, your A-grade clients, the ones that you like the most, very often they will share similar values to you. Because it's a fact of life that people tend to buy from people they like. And you probably find that. You will find that most of your best clients, you like them. And you perhaps have many of them as, as personal friends. I know that when I, I ran my accounting firm between 96 and, and 2006, a lot of my best clients, they, they became friends. We would go out for drinks in the evening. We'd, we'd go out, we'd, we'd do social stuff together. And we shared similar values so if we can start to uncover what are their values, you will, you will almost certainly find that there's some, some commonality there. Other things we might want to do is we might want to start to drill down and have some more practical questions. So the kind of the bigger picture ones are what are their, their problems, their challenges? What are the things they worry about, their fears? What do they want right now? What are their desires? Uh, but we want to start perhaps drilling down some other practical things. So things like... How do your ideal clients like to communicate with you? Because everybody likes different communication systems. Some people like using direct messaging. Some prefer emails. Some prefer communicating through WhatsApp, for example. Do you know how your ideal clients like to communicate so that you can, you can better serve them? You can serve them in ways that are more, more convenient for them. What about things like speed? How, how important is doing things fast? to your ideal clients? Do they want things turning around fast? Do they, do, they want, do they expect you? Do they want you to answer their emails inside a day or even inside a few hours? Do they want you to, when they drop off their information for, let's say, a tax return, do they want it doing within a week, within a couple of weeks? We need to know that. We need to understand that. How important is speed to them? Because the better we understand these things, then we can start to build our firms, build our systems to make sure that we deliver 
what they want, that we can deliver outstanding service. We need to know that stuff. We also want to know things like how important is it that they deal with you? Who do they want to deal with in your firm? Is it you? Is it really critical they deal with a senior partner or are they happy dealing with other people in the firm? Again, you want to know that information early on. And partly, of course, because these more practical details, these will also help you with your pricing. When it comes to coming up with the price later in the process, the more you understand what's important to your clients, what matters to them, what do they value? When you understand those things, you can build that into your pricing. If clients value doing things fast, then you make sure you have the systems to do things fast. But because they value those things, you can also charge a premium price. Things like how important is it that they have a close relationship with their accounting professional? Are they happy just to meet once a year? Or do they want you to work with them to help them build a successful business, to help them achieve their desires, their goals? Do they want to meet frequently, monthly, for example? We need to understand those things. If, if your ideal clients like to meet regularly with you, then you need to build that into your systems, into your service offerings, you need to build into your pricing because if they want monthly meetings with you, then that's a premium level of service and you can charge higher prices if they value those things. If they value having regular input from you, then that's great and you can charge for that. So what are, what are the most important things that they want from you? Ask them if you, could wave, if, you could, if you could wave a magic wand right now, what would you want from your accountant, your bookkeeper? What are the most important things? You might then start to get down even more and drill down and be even more specific. You, you want to find out from your ideal clients, do they want help with, for example, do they want help with growing their business? If they do, if they want help with growing their business, growing their sales or growing their, their profitability, their margins, if they want help with those things, and if you find many of your ideal clients want help with those things, then that's a suggestion to you that they want business advisory. And so if you find your ideal clients want help growing their business, building a more profitable business, that's great because that's an opportunity. That's them telling you that they want you to go over and above just data entry they, or doing tax returns. They, they want you to work with them uh, to help them build a great business. And so that means they're open to advisory services, which is, a, as you know, is a premium service. It might be they want help with saving tax. If they tell you that they want help with saving tax, and if that's your expertise, then you want to build your solutions, your service offerings around making sure you do stuff that's going to do that. You're going to offer stuff to, to tax reviews, tax advisory, tax planning, and, and build that into your solutions. It might be they want help with improving cash flow. It might be they want help with improving internal efficiencies and therefore helping them put in place the right technologies, the right software to help them make their life easier. We need to understand the better, the better that we understand what it is that our clients want, the better we can create the right solutions for them. So there's the sort of practical questions you want to be asking. So how do we do this? How do we gather all of this information? And there are lots of ways that we should be. You should use every method that you can to collect this information. Well, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. And of course, we're not done yet. But before we continue, if you're looking for more free training and help 
Here are three things you can do. First, connect with me on LinkedIn. Tell me you listen to my podcast and I'll send you some links to some free resources. Next, be sure to visit my YouTube channel containing hundreds of training videos. Hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified when I upload new content. And join my Facebook group, Value Pricing with Mark Wickersham, and be part of a community of accounting professionals getting better at pricing. Okay, let's continue. We should certainly ask for it as part of the the onboarding process. So right at the very start of a brand new relationship with a client, even before even before they, they say yes to being a client, as part of your, your initial meetings, you should be asking questions. You should be uncovering this, the questions that you ask. When you then sign them up and you go through the onboarding, the onboarding process, you can build in, again, more questions that you can ask them and get more information, gather this information. If you haven't got those systems in place right now, then think about all your existing client base, your ideal clients. If you haven't asked these sorts of questions, you need to be asking them. So build build the, these questions into your some of your standard meeting agendas. So every time going forward, you meet with your clients. And ideal clients, particularly, because if it's a client that you don't like dealing with, then you don't really want to be there. They're not the sort of you don't want more of that type of client. So it's the ideal clients, your A grade clients you should be asking every time you meet an A grade client. Start to ask them these questions, start to understand at a deeper level what it is that they, they want, they fear, what their desires are, what keeps them awake at night, their problems and, and challenges. Ask them these questions and even if they're a client already now, it'll help you to understand, well, what more can you do to help them? How can you improve the service? How can you, what other things can you offer? So systemize the process of asking questions in your meetings, build them into your standard meeting agendas. You can also do surveys. You could do annual surveys. Once a year, you could survey your entire client base. It's a great thing to do. And some of the questions you put in surveys, you can use to collect information about what it is that's important to them. Uh, You could also do surveys uh, either just before or just after projects. So it may be, for example, after you've done their tax return, perhaps you have a survey to ask them a few questions. Some of those questions are designed to understand what's important to them. How can you be better next time? What sort of things are they looking for? If you if you run events, and increasingly, certainly accountants and bookkeepers I'm working with are now starting to do webinars, starting to, and perhaps even physical events, workshops, speaking at events, and so on. If you do any form of event, use that as an opportunity to collect feedback, to ask people perhaps running polls or to put things in the the comments, the chat box, What ask questions to start to understand what's important to them. Another great source of information is social media, particularly Facebook groups. It's one that I personally use a huge amount. As you know, my ideal client is bookkeeping firms, accounting firms. And so I'm in lots of Facebook groups. 
probably in Facebook groups with you right now. And not only that, I have my own Facebook group, something which I strongly recommend you think about building your own group. But whether you build your own Facebook group or whether you're part of another Facebook group that's got people that you want to, to work with, ideal, potential ideal clients, it's a great way to start to understand people better. So I will often post in my Facebook group questions around what people want, what are their challenges. Uh, if I'm if I'm looking to create, for example, uh, solutions, training, webinars around, for example, business advisory, I would then go into the Facebook group and ask the question. I, I would say, are you interested in business advisory? If so, what's your biggest challenge with offering a business advisory service? What's the biggest challenge? Uh, what's the thing that you would love to know more about business advisory? And that gives me great information to make sure that when I then create the training, I can better serve the people, my ideal clients, because they're telling me what they want. And perhaps you've participated in some of those Facebook posts. And you can do exactly the same thing. If, for example, you decide that based on talking to clients, your ideal clients want to grow their business, you want to focus on offering your own business advisory solution, then you might go into your own Facebook group, other people's Facebook group, and ask some questions to understand what are the biggest challenges that they have with their business. And you'll get all sorts of information, like they, they, they're strong to grow their business, they're strong to make margin, profits, margins, their cash flow is always poor, they're working crazy hours, whatever it might well be. When you learn these things, when you understand better the sorts of people you want to serve, what their problems are, that's going to help you to build your solution. Know that there's an appetite for your solution, that you're going to solve people's problems. So we can ask for, we can ask for information in a whole host of different ways. And you, you need to do that. And you need to, keep, you need to keep doing it, not just as a one-off exercise, but build in processes so you do it regularly. So it's gathering in information is an ongoing process. We start off with identifying what are the questions we want to know, what we want to learn, and then how can we systemize the process through, for example, our sales process, through our onboarding process, through our standard meeting agendas, and then perhaps have some regular standard social media posts. So one of the things that we do, for example, is when we run, so twice a year, we run the How to Price Bookkeeping. We ran it as a mini conference a few months ago. Some of you were there and some of you were even speaking at it, speaking at the event like Jessica. And what I do is we have a standard system where about two months before the event itself, we put a post into the Facebook group. And we ask questions like, what's your... What's your biggest challenge with pricing, bookkeeping work? What do you want to learn? And then we take all that information, we summarize it, we see what the most common challenges, what are the things that people have the most problems with, and I make sure I build that into the training so that I give people the answers to the things that they need to know. Okay, so having got all of that information, having decided what we need to find out, created some systems to systematically collect that information, what do we do with it? What do we do with all that information? And we want to use it in a number of different ways. So we can use it from a, a marketing point of view. We can use it in as we better understand our ideal clients. When we know who they are, then we can do better targeting. If you know that your ideal client is people running engineering businesses, manufacturing businesses who are wanting to grow their business, then that will really help you with your with 
targeting through whether it's Facebook ads or social posts, etc. But more important than that, it will really help you with your whole messaging. Because when you are marketing, the, the words that you use are so important. The copy that you write, you want to be, you want copy that you want to get inside their head. If you can really understand their problems better than them, if you know what their problems are, if you know the words they use, then when you build that into your copy, into the words that you use, into your, your social posts, your Facebook ads, your, your emails, whatever it might well be, then when you are talking to their specific problems using their language, then that's going to make them take notice. That's going to make them want to take the next step, reach out to you or grab your ebook or book on your webinar, whatever it might well be. So all this information is priceless when it comes to marketing, targeting the right people, and in particular, we're getting the right messaging. It's, all gonna, it's also going to help you as well as part of your, your sales process. In the sales process, if you know if you know in advance what are the what are the challenges for your ideal clients, what are the things they desire, what are their wants, if you know all that information, then you can build that into your your sales process. You can you can make sure that when you you present your solutions, you present the various options, when you when you use language to build up the value of what you do, if you know what their desires are. If you know what they value if what they, and what their immediate wants are, you can firstly build that in to your solutions and also make sure that you communicate the value of those things. Talk about the outcomes of your work. You might say, for example, in your meetings, it may be that you're talking to Fred. He owns an engineering business. And you know from your research that the, the number one challenge that engineering clients are having right now is that they are struggling with margins. And you also know that a lot of your ideal clients, their goals are they want to, they're looking to make sure their business is sellable. They want to be able to sell their engineering business at some point. And so if you start talking to Fred in the meeting about how your solution is going to help them improve their margins, help them to increase their profitability, perhaps telling some case studies, some showing some stories, uh, and then talking about how you help people to make their business more sellable. Fred's going to think, wow, that's exactly what I really want. That's exactly what I want. You're going to make it much easier. You're going to be more effective in your sales process at getting those right type of clients when you understand better. Also, what, what you're going to do is so it helps, with it helps with marketing. It helps with selling. It's also going to help you to serve them better. The better you understand your clients, if you, the better you understand what they want, what drives them, then you can deliver high levels of service. You can deliver outstanding, extraordinary service, great customer service. If you know that they want things done fast, if that's important, then you build into your systems the processes that you need to turn your tax returns around in seven days or whatever it might well be that's important. And when you know what they want, and you build that into your systems, then that's how you build an extraordinary firm. That's how you wow people. That's how people, that's how people say, Do you know, this accountant is amazing. They know exactly what I want and they deliver it every single time consistently. So we can just serve them better. We can give a much better, higher level of service when we understand what they really want. And then the other thing that we can do with that information is it really helps us with 
cross-selling. Cross-selling is, is telling our clients about other services that we have that we know will solve their problems or will help them get to where they want to get to. So if we know that our clients want us to, they really want us to help them improve their margins and make their business more sellable, then it might be right now that you've got a bunch of engineering manufacturing firms in your in your client base and they're buying at the moment they're buying your annual financial statements and perhaps your tax return but you know that what they want is they want to make their business more sellable they want to improve their profit margins well if you know that then you need to be cross-selling you need to be telling them about other things that they can buy from you that's going to solve their problems and help them to get what they want out of their business out of their life and cross-selling is so, so important because we spend too much time trying to win brand new clients when very often the clients we have right now, that's the gold in our firms. If we un- the, the, the gold that sat there, if we just understood them better, if we just understood what their problems were, what their goals are, what their desires are, if we understood better our existing clients and we can then build solutions that are going to help them then we can start to serve them at higher levels. They'll buy, it's, it's easier to sell. It's easier to sell to existing clients than it is to find a brand new client because we already have the trusted relationship. They know us, they like us. If we can understand them better and provide a solution that will better serve them, then we can start to increase the amount they spend with us every year. So that's how we find out what our ideal clients want. So a quick summary we talked about what is an ideal client. We need to be clear what our ideal clients are, what they look like. We then looked at what are the things we want to uncover? What are the questions we should be asking? We then looked at, well, how do we get that information? And then finally, what do we do with that information? Well, that's all for today's episode. If you want to learn more about value pricing, you can join my Facebook group, Value Pricing with Mark Wickersham. It's a community of thousands of accounting professionals. If you want to take things to another level, you can enroll in the Value Pricing Academy or one of my other academies. Find out more when you head to www.wickersham.co.uk. Members of the Value Pricing Academy learn how to price better, how to master business advisory, and how to build more successful and enjoyable accounting firms. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Value Pricing Podcast. See you soon.